from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Cindy Collins. Adel Kaiser is ready for his comedy takeoff. July 30th, this local comedian and the Terminal 5 comedy tour will land in St. Louis, bringing a diverse set of Muslim comics to the stage. Now, Kaiser recently opened for former Patriot Act host and comedian Hassan Minaj. He says the Terminal 5 tour came together as a way to unite minorities through the power of comedy. Adel, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Thank you for having me. It's it's an honor. Tell me uh, why you're called Terminal 5. Oh, um, interesting story. I don't know if you've ever been to Chicago's airport, uh, the main one, O'Hare International. Mm-hmm. Um, the Terminal 5 is the international terminal. So it's kind of like a play or like a pun on that. Like we all, because all of the comedians come from all over the world. We're all international comics. Basically, we are first generation uh, in America. Um, so like we all kind of landed in this country from there. So uh, it's kind of like a play on words and it just honestly sounds pretty cool. So Okay. And how old were you when you moved to the U.S.? I was three years old. So um, yeah, just pretty young. I don't really remember much outside of the U.S., uh, but I do still always get asked that question. So it's always... You live in St. Louis now. Yeah. Where Where have you spent most of your life? Chicago. Chicago. Uh, yeah, I lived there for 20 plus years. Uh, I only moved here recently, a couple of years ago. So, Okay. Yeah. Now, you and your fellow comedians in Terminal 5, um, you really you really delve into your Muslim faith, uh, your Muslim upbringing. You bring that to the comedy. Now, there are a lot of comedians out there who mock their religious upbringing or treat it as a joke itself. That's not your approach, though, is it? No, not at all. Um, I think my religion is something very sacred to me. So there are certain things that certain comedians have that are off limits. Some comedians may not talk about their kids. Some comedians may not talk about their you know, spouse or their significant others. Uh, for me, it's my, uh, my religion. Uh, I take that very seriously. And honestly, I don't really make fun of any religions on stage. Uh, I just think that's a very sacred thing, uh, except Satanism, because <laughs> I think... Uh, like they're rooting for a loser. So <laughs> okay. so, so they're fair game <laughs> yeah. in your eyes. Okay. You know, comedy is such a it's such a powerful mirror for culture and, and so much of what we see every day, comedians take and they turn that into um, a, a more humorous look at at things. But that's a little more complicated, I think, when it comes to Muslims and uh, with Islamophobia uh, in this country. How do you deal with that? And how do you present that part? To, of you and your and your experience to the audience um it's it's not too difficult i think like if you're trying to get at like making jokes about my religion in general but i'm make sure it's not the butt of the joke like i can talk about my parents not knowing english uh growing growing up while i was here so when i get a call home from school they didn't know what was going on so i'd be able to get away with things like it's funny you know uh, that's the joke but <laughs> I'm not trying to put my parents down. It's understandable they didn't know English, right? Right. So um, it's just like, it's just the humor is in the truth. So The humor is in the truth that yeah. kids will try to get away with anything. <laughs> exactly. Regardless, yeah. right? Um, what connection has comedy given you with other members of Terminal 5? Has, has doing this tour brought you all closer together? Or were you close before? Um, yeah, so we've been a group uh, for about three years now. Um, 
three summers ago we started as a group we started kind of throwing our own shows in chicago this is our first time touring together um, and you did well in chicago right yeah yeah we had um before the pandemic about six sold out shows um in like a few months uh but then the pandemic hit and so many things happened so um but yeah we've been doing really well there um you know uh one of our comedians has won like uh, a competition with um at zany's which is a really big club there um so yeah we're we're all very um i think capable comedians and um i we just happen to be a group because stand-up is a very lonely game um you're on stage alone you write your stuff alone but i think us having a group uh, it kind of brings us together so we can kind of share like, oh, you know, what set are you working on? What joke are you working on? Oh, maybe try this thing. Maybe try that thing. And it's just fun to be around guys who are like like you, you know. Mm-hmm. And to actually be on tour together. Yeah. Um, um, instead of just meeting up at the club, you know, yeah. sharing a few minutes and then off you go again. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were in Canada earlier this month. Um, and that was just like really fun just to be in a different country with my friends. And we're like doing comedy shows together in front of people who don't even know who we are really and it was like it was just so much fun you know um and yeah it definitely brought us closer together we're all staying in the same airbnb so it's like you know um <laughs> couldn't get away from each other if you wanted to exactly then. yeah <laughs> now i know that um you know the, that you are all muslim that you bring that to the stage in your comedy um is that pretty much what your comedy is about, or does it range the the spectrum of traditional stand-up? Um, it, it definitely ranges the traditional stand-up more so. Uh, I just think we're comedians that happen to be Muslim rather than being Muslim comedians. Um, obviously, um, like, the experience of being a Muslim will bleed into it. Um, you know, just because I'm speaking from my experience, my comedy will mention that I'm Muslim. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm making jokes that only Muslims would understand. Um, so yeah, there's like a pretty delicate balance because there are quote unquote Muslim comedians, uh, that will only make jokes that Muslims understand and they're very niche topics. Oh, interesting. I Um, didn't know that. Yeah. And like they do really well because Muslim organizations want them to come and they want people to kind of, but when we go on stage, we'll talk about things that are kind of, uh, off center, like they'll talk a few of the comedians will talk about like abortion which like at a muslim organization event or at a mosque event they'll be like hey please don't talk about this you know so there and we do border the traditional stand-up comedy more so than the quote-unquote muslim comedy and what about your audiences now you mentioned some uh muslim comedians only perform for other muslims uh what does your audience makeup look like um our audience is pretty diverse. I would say like 50% of the people who come to our shows, at least in Chicago, were Muslims. And the other 50%, I would say, is like a pretty good mix of like white, black, Mexican, um, you know, East Asian, whatever it may be. Um, so, yeah, we have a pretty diverse audience. I think the special thing about our comedy for most of the comedians is that when we share our experiences, like, you know, um, like like I said earlier, like my parents not knowing English, that may be true for so many different cultures, for people who come from different backgrounds. So those kind of jokes will resonate with them. And um, yeah. Do you feel like you're, you're bringing some kind of unity through your comedy? Yeah, I mean, I uh, on, honestly, there was this one time I did a stand-up show in front of a bunch of old white people. And it was, <laughs> uh, I was, before I got on, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be really bad. They're not going to understand what I'm doing. So... I get up there, I do my, I think it was 20 minutes, 
And then I get off the stage and like these women came up to me like, you know, a middle aged like 50 years old almost. And they're like, oh, you know, I never knew that about your culture. I like it was so happy. Like, I'm so happy to learn and like stuff like that. I was like, oh, and they laughed, too. It, it went really well. And uh, that was like just that's when I kind of realized, like, this is something that comedy ha- has that ability to do something more than just make people laugh. It can make people think and unite us and kind of get people to connect on a different level. Adel Kaiser is uh, with Terminal 5 Comedy Tour. Talk to me a little bit about the other comedians that are on tour with you. Yeah, uh, we have Yunus Daher. Um, his family came from Iraq uh, during the Iraq War. Um, and, uh, you know, he's a great stand comedian. He's actually one of the comedians that uh, doesn't really talk about his Muslim background as much. And so he's more traditional. But, you know, he will talk about he has a joke about his parents being cousins, which is like, you know, it, it would, like over here, it may like not make sense. But over in Iraq like that was the norm. Right. Um, and then we have Rami Abu Shab. Uh, he's actually the main founder of the organization that we have, Terminal 5. Um, he is from Palestine. Um, he's also a great comedian. We have Zaid Fouzi. Uh, his background is he's from Syria, and uh, he's half white as well, which he brings very interesting. And I'm going to pause on that just yeah. really quick, because you mentioned this about him being half white, and we actually have uh, a little bit of his stand-up. I'm actually half Arab, though. My dad's Arab, my mom's white. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> I forgave her, you can too, it's okay. But it's really interesting being half Arab and half white, right? You get a lot of unique experiences. Because think about it, half of me is super scary and oppressive and, and dangerous. The other half's Arab, so there's just like... There's just like so much going on, you know? It's like an internal struggle. It's like a jihad. You know what I'm saying? It's like... Oh, that, that is funny. Okay, so that's Zaid Fouzi. Yeah. Uh, you've got two other members, though. Yeah, uh, yeah Yazid Suleiman. Uh, he's actually TikTok famous. Uh, he has a million followers on TikTok, so he's really, uh, he's, he's really big with our marketing, actually. Uh, oh, I'll bet. Yeah, and uh, then we have Moa Ali. Um, he's our, our host during the tour. Um, he's hosting most of our shows during the tour, and he's a great storyteller uh, on stage. So now, I do want to mention, because I haven't mentioned yet, where people can catch your performance. Uh, you and the rest of Terminal 5 Comedy Tour will be at the High Low Literary Arts Cafe Saturday, July 30th, and there is ticket information on our website, stlonair.show. Uh, I want to put that out there. Um, so the people can start looking it up right now. And, well, hopefully we're getting tweeted. Yeah. <laughs> it could happen. Now, in March, you opened for former Daily Show correspondent, stand-up uh, comic Hassan Minaj in St. Louis. Huge gig for you as a comic, but meaningful in other ways, too. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, Hassan Minhaj has been, like, my comedic inspiration since I was, like, in middle school. Um, he was doing skits with his friends in college, and I would watch them on YouTube, and I was like, this guy's hilarious. And then I would just, like, you know, just follow him on his socials, and then I would just keep seeing him getting bigger and bigger. And then he got The Daily Show, and I was like, I thought I won. You know, I was so happy for him, <laughs> and he doesn't even know who I am, right, at the time. And uh, so, yeah, like just seeing him uh, getting this far in his career. Kind what of made... was it like to meet him? Oh, I was kind of awestruck at first because my brain just kind of exploded. He was much taller than I expected as well. Um, 
and he introduced himself. He's like, "Hey, I'm Hassan." I'm like, "Dude, I know." Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, he was super nice. Uh, like, he took time to just give me advice and just like, you know, listen to my story and like, he was just super accommodating. And um, I opened for him in Columbia, Missouri, and then the next night in St. Louis. And in St. Louis, all the Terminal Five guys came through, and we got backstage passes for them, so we all got to meet him together. And uh, yeah, it was just really cool for all of us, honestly. Now you mentioned that he was uh, an inspiration, but at what point in your in your young life did you decide to to pursue comedy as a career? Because a lot of us growing up, you know, people tell you, "Oh, you're so funny," and this and that. But being an actual stand up comedian is a lot of hard work. It's not just about being funny. What made you decide this is a career path? Um, I don't know about career path, but I know when I went, wanted to start. Uh, I went to like an open mic, which was an all arts open mic uh, in college. And uh, I went up to just tell a story uh, about, you know, a trip I took to Pakistan with my parents when I was a kid. And when I was telling the story, I was just like able to think of funny things on the fly and people were laughing and I was like, oh, like, this is pretty cool. Like, I think I could do this. And I've always been a big fan of stand up. Um, and I think it took me a, a lot, like a couple of years to gain the courage to actually just start doing it. Um, so like in 2018 is when I fully just went in and started going to open mics and, you know, trying to jumpstart this. Well, there has to be just a tremendous fear of failure, of bombing on stage, <laughs> because it's not like you're going to find out in a couple of days if you <laughs> bombed. Right. You're going to find out right now in the moment. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Um, I think you just have to get get that out of the way early on and just realize it's normal. Um, a thing that actually helped uh, Jimmy Fallon has it when he interviews comedians on his show, they have a segment where they go backstage and they talk about their worst bombing experience. So the biggest comedians you like Chris Rock, Bill Burr, like they're talking about them bombing. I'm like, how did these guys ever bomb? And then right. you're like, you know, if they do, if they bomb, then it's okay for me too as well, you know? And uh, that was a big thing just to get over that mental hurdle. All part of the process. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, comedy right now, comedy can be a really polarizing place. Um, but your audience, your audiences seem to be really loving what Terminal 5 is putting out there. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think we speak a truth that resonates with them, uh, and obviously in a humorous way. Um, I, I think like none of us go into a show thinking like, "Hey, we want to make these people feel uncomfortable." We, like what we're thinking is like, "Hey, we want to resonate with them. We want to make them laugh first and foremost, and we want to resonate with them." And I think that's like a pretty good mindset to go into a show with. Uh, there are comedians, uh, especially like, you know, on the scene that will be like, hey, I'm going to tell this very edgy joke and just to get a reaction. And it's like, that's not the point of comedy, right? It's to make the people laugh. Um, so I think that, that's my personal opinion. Obviously, people approach it in different ways. I, you know, I, I totally see it as a bridge between cultures, especially in, in the case of Comedy 5, a great way yeah. to bridge the cultural gaps. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I was talking about that show with... Um, like the older white people, I like that was like I felt like a pretty big like bridge that I gapped um, over there. All right, so we want to mention again that the uh, Terminal Five Comedy Group will be at the High Low on July 30th. Information on our website. Adel Kaiser, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you coming in today. Thank and, you, Cindy. Uh, and it's been a pleasure to meet you and talk with you. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. 
St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.